Welcome to A Culture of the Supernatural. Hi, this is Apostle Jonathan Bird. Using my experience as a springboard, I want to share with you steps that you can take to begin the process of walking in the supernatural. Amazing progress can be made by both men and women who are willing to be discipled. True freedom is a result of understanding and receiving the truth about yourself and your creator. Come and join with me in today's message. So let's go to our first bullet point. I would rather be the low man in my destiny than to be the lead man in my history. Undeveloped, undeveloped things in the kingdom still have the life of the king in them. In other words, if there are things that have been laid dormant in your life and you're not fully functioning in them, it still has the life of the king in it. It just needs to be awakened and it needs to be activated. I preached on it a couple of weeks ago. Gifts are free, but maturity is expensive. The gifts are free, but maturity is expensive. It's like a dream. God freely gives you dreams and visions, but the dream is free, but the journey isn't. So when you get a a prophetic word from somebody, you're like, okay, God's going to move. I'm so excited about it. You pumped. And all of a sudden, all hell breaks out of your life. You're like, oh my goodness, that prophet was wrong. He missed it. No, he didn't. Is war that is coming against that word. And you have to learn to stand on your ramparts. You have to learn to set a siege around it. You have to learn to set battering ramps against the opposing forces that is trying to snatch the word of God, the promise out of God, the prophetic word that's been spoken of your life. You have to set war against it so that word can be fulfilled in your life. Remember, I said to you on Sunday, you'll hear it over and over and over and over until you believe it. God's desire to move us from what? Measure to what? Fullness. God wants to move us from what? Measure to fullness. And there's a scripture in the book of Ephesians. I will show it to you when I get there. Do not get discouraged in following new seasons. That's where all of us are at right now. We're moving into a new season. Don't be discouraged. Satan will do everything he can. He will work on your kids. He will work on everybody in your job. He will work with your spouse. He will do everything to keep you out of moving in the season that God is trying to plant you in. And it is the truth. So do not be discouraged in following new season. You're following the person or the thing or the opportunity or the business or the career or the idea or the path that is taking you to the new or the next level of your spiritual journey. Don't quit. Don't stop. And all of you champions, you haven't stopped. You are coming in on the bottom level of your new dimension. God never promotes anybody to the top. You always come to the bottom and walk by faith to the top. He says, God says, I declare the end from the beginning. And then he sends you back to the beginning to walk to to him. He sends you back to the end to walk to the beginning by faith. God wants you to trust him. He wants you to trust him that you will get there. 
And he would put you on that path. I mean, God could just put you on the mountaintop. But if he did, you wouldn't know anything about the valley. Every time Jesus came down off of the mountain when he went to pray, there was always the world and all of the needs of the world at the bottom of the mountain. And Jesus would touch them and heal them all. So we have to have experience in the valley before we can try to march to the top. Always remember that. We build a fence at the top, never a fence at the bottom. That's what the Pharisees did. And Jesus said they always try to keep people from entering into the kingdom. The next bullet. In the new awakening or the new season, you're going to start out knowing nothing. But but I would rather know nothing in the new than keep on knowing everything in the old touche. You say, well, why do you talk about seasons so much? Because the Bible talks about it. In the book of Ecclesiastes, it starts with an E. Let me tell you what it says. Chapter 3. And it begins with, to everything there is a season. So that to everything there is a season. And then he says, a time for every purpose under heaven. So what does that tell us? That purpose has time. In other words, the opportunity of a lifetime must be seized in the lifetime of the opportunity. There's some opportunities in your life that will never come back because you missed them. And those seasons will never come back to you again. So we have to be people that learn how to rightly discern, like like the sons of Issachar. We have to know how to know what seasons we're in and then how to operate and function in those seasons to maximize a hundredfold return. Jesus talked about a thirtyfold, a sixtyfold, and a hundredfold. And there was a reason why some only got a thirty. There was a reason why some only got sixty. There was a reason why some got a hundredfold. So to everything, there's a season, Ecclesiastes chapter three, and a time for every purpose under heaven, a time to be born, a time to die, a time to plant, a time to pluck up what is planted, a time to kill, a time to heal, a time to break, a time to uh, build up, a time to weep, a time to laugh, a time to mourn, and a time to dance, a time to cast away stones, a time to gather stones, a time to embrace, and a time to refrain from embracing, a time to gain, a time to lose, a time to keep, and a time to throw away. So there's a time to sow, and then there's a time to keep silent. You know, there's nothing over more by mistake than the So you're coming in on the bottom level of your new dimension. Don't be discouraged. Stick with it. And a new awakening or a new season, you're going to start out knowing nothing. In other words, I don't don't understand all of this. I hear what you say, Apostle. I read everything you give me. I read my Bible, but I just don't seem to understand what is going on. Well, I tell you what's going on with you. This is what's going on with you. You are now, this is what's happening. Your brain and your heart, there is, there's a challenge. This is the best friend of mine. There, there's a challenge for, for, for placement. Uh, in other words, there's a battle going on inside of your soul is who's going to rule me. You understand that? Who's going to rule me? And so now, all of this new stuff, all this new language and all this stuff, you know, uh, wants to shift. It wants to have a paradigm shift in your soul and your thinking. But your soul has been so mechanical that it's, it's like a rut. 
It's like a rut. It's like driving down a dirt road when it rains, you know, you cut these new ruts. And so then it rains and then you, and it hardened and, and, and then dirt hardened. And then you drive and you get on that road and your, your tires just a blah, 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 goes back in that rut. Okay. And so you drive in the rut all the way till you get to an even road. Well, well, when you start trying to cut a new road, and your pattern is going to, there's going to be resistance. All right. You know, I mean, you know, it's like, it's like, it's like, we got ladies here who, 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 who work out a lot. So they know that like, if they was to say, you know, you ought to come and work out with us. And I'm like, no, I don't feel like cutting some new ruts. Right, ladies? Because they're going to hurt. I got to cut new ruts. I got to cut new avenues so that I can build something up and I can, run on an even level. If not, then I'm just going to stay in my ruts. Are you listening to me? So that's what happens in our, in our soul. Our soul wants to cut new ruts by the word of God. It wants to cut new places for our mind to think and then for our soul to follow. And that's what the Holy Spirit wants to do with the word of God. He wants to bring us to an even road to walk on, but we like our ruts. Are you listening to me? Why? Because our ruts are comfortable. And the older you get, the harder it is to cut new ruts. Prophecy is the only way to hear and to see in the dark of transition. There is no other light that's going to guide you through transition but the word of the Lord, a prophetic utterance. You're going into a new dimension, living at a new level of humility a level where you learn and you have to grow and you have to pray. You know, it's easy to get up and think about praying. It's another thing to pray. Everything wants to distract you from praying. Everything, your flesh, your mindset, the television, a song, you know, having to go to the restroom, everything wants to distract you from humbling yourself before the power of an awesome God and to pray. So, so when you enter into this new dimension that we have, you have already entered in there and you're living at a new level of humility and you are, and you, and then at a level where you must learn and you're learning it, you're learning to have to grow, to stretch. Okay. You don't teach, you don't teach mature people how to grow. You teach, immature people how to grow. You teach mature people how to submit. They don't grow, they learn to submit. That's what all of us learn with the Lord. We learn to submit. You teach children how to grow. Okay? That's that's true. Okay. When you step out of your comfort zone, you have to learn how to navigate in this new season. Why? Because it doesn't feel like the same place anymore. We like the same place. We like the same place. What good does it do to discern and not obey? What good is it to have clear prophetic insight, wisdom, and knowledge if you're going to choose to live after the desires of your flesh? Exercising as a gift is one thing. Exercising the choice to live holy is another thing. 
Before God changed Paul's name, he was Saul of Tar Tarsus. Dr. Luke, who is the writer of the book of Acts, he's the writer of Luke and he's the writer of the book of Acts. Dr. Luke always wrote, he always, he is the writer of the book of Acts and he, and he always lists him, Saul, second to Barnabas, saying Barnabas and Saul. In other words, that's what he wrote in the book of Acts. It always started out with Barnabas and Saul. Why am I saying this to you? Because I'm, I'm going to show you how you have arrived at a new level and God begins to change your identity. And as he changed, whenever God changes your identity and changes your name, he always promotes you in the spirit and he always gives you a new name. I'm going to show it to you in a minute. So, it says, Dr. Luke always, and he wrote in the book of Acts, or the Acts of the Holy Spirit, he would always list Saul as second to Barnabas, saying Barnabas and Saul. But the day came when a supernatural courage that was needed with this, with this, with this occurrence. And, 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 and his name was Elemis. I think I'm saying that right. He rose up to undermine the work of the kingdom and to deceive those Paul was preaching to. They were converts, and Paul was preaching to them. And people were, were being born again. And with boldness from the Holy Spirit, Paul confronted this evil, this demonic spirit, this occultist work. And through one of the prophetic boldness, it was a prophetic boldness that came upon Saul, he opened a porthole where increase was released for his life. Let me let me help you tell you what that looked like. Several years ago, I would uh, go with Apostle Ryan. I would um, assist him, and I would go to ICAL, the International Coalition of Apostolic Leaders. And at the time, which is part of our our um, alignment here at Kingdom Center, and that's part of that handout you got uh, that we gave to you uh, a week or so ago. But part of ICAL, International Coalition of Apostolic Leaders, is what it's called. And so we call it ICAL, for short. Um, I remember we went there one year. It was me, him, and his wife, Donna. And uh, um, the convener, which was John Kelly, Apostle Kelly, called up for, for prophets. The house was full of prophets. And he called for prophets. And he says, I'd like for all the prophets to come. And there was several hundred people there. I'd like for all the prophets to come and line up across the front. It's a very large ballroom that we were in. And he says, I'd like for all the prophets to come. And if you need a prophetic utterance, you believe God is saying something to you, I want you to come and have the prophets uh, uh, prophesy over you. And the Spirit of the Lord told me, get up. And he says, go get in that line. He says, I want you to stand up there. I want you to prophesy over people. Now, I'm sitting next to my apostle, and he's sitting next to his wife, and the Spirit of the Lord told me to get up. Now, I want, to, I want you to hear. I want you to hear what happened. Remember, it used to be called Barnabas and Saul. But the day came when supernatural courage was needed, and a cultist named Elemas rose up and undermined the work of the kingdom. And, and so he undermined that work by deceiving converts. In other words, there's a moment that's going to come when God's going to promote you. And the moment you step out, it may be the moment that you open your mouth and God said, go tell that person. It'll be that moment that God will shift you 
into that next place. God will shift you in that place. You'll never come out of that place again. And it was at that moment, it was at that moment that I took courage, I got up, and I wasn't ashamed about prophesying. I knew what the Spirit of the Lord said to me, and I was going to say it, and if God said it to me, I was going to say it out of my mouth to whomever stood before me. I was not ashamed of being or operating in the gift. And there was prophets, I mean, prophets that I have admired for years, but I knew, I said, this was my moment. And I knew it in the Spirit. And I got up and I walked down there and I could feel Apostle eyes on the back of my head. Like, but he was a wise man. He knew God was just shifting. He watched the shift. And that's what I'm saying to you. It'll be a moment God will go tell you and it'll sound so foolish to you. Like, you know, uh, go get that woman that money. But see, I had a greater need and God wanted to multiply it. Are you listening to me? And the only way it was going to happen is when the moment came. It was the moment came that I stepped out of that moment that God shifted me into the car, into the next level that he wanted me to be in. And so that's what I want you to recognize. Don't fight him. It'll be a still, small voice. You obey him. God is not broke. He's never worried about money. He says, he says, the gold and the silver mine. He says, I own the cattle on a thousand hills. And then you know what he said? If I was hungry, I wouldn't tell you because he know you would vacillate. When God speaks, I've given away cars. I mean, I've, I was telling my wife, I said, I can't wait to sell this house. I wouldn't really give it to somebody. Then I thought about my daughter-in-law because she sell houses. I said, well, well, maybe I don't know how she'll work it out. But it's seed. Do you understand that? I said it's seed. You see, the Bible says if you give sparingly, that's how you're going to reap. But if you give abundantly, and I have found that out, my God, I'm telling you over and over and over and over and over and over and over how God has blessed my life over and over and over. Why? For a simple act of obedience. I want you to hear it because it's true. And I'm talking to some of you people in here who know it. A simple act of obedience. So, look what it says. This is Apostle Bird. So glad that you tuned into the podcast. I'm looking forward to you enjoying it again. Come with us soon and meet us with our next Supernatural Podcast. God bless you.